episode number two? I can't believe they let us back in the building. I suppose we're lucky that it takes 96 hours to process any type of a restraining order. I can't believe this. Sports meets beer, episode number two, still Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl. Number two in the Super Bowl. (laughs) This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, it's getting exciting. I mean, we really are coming down to the stretch here. I am Brad. That is Ben. We are here for Sports Meets Beer. We are here to discuss uh, all things, well, many things sports, <laughs> many, many things meets, and many things beer. I think all things would be- All-encompassing. Yeah, I think that would be a little bit aggressive for us to say that, because we'd be lying to you, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want to start off episode two with uh, immediate lies. We'd like to wait till at least seven or eight. Before yeah, that seven happens. or eight with just complete <laughs> half-truths and- you know, violations of your trust. But until then... Sharing of your information to ISIS, everything. ISIS? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. So, yeah, I mean, we're here. We kind of talked about it in episode one, if you didn't listen. Um, you know, Brad and I have been friends for 13-ish years. Um, you know, we both have uh, a little bit of knowledge. Uh, but, you know, We are lot, in the trade, a, as a lot they of say. Knowledge, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience uh, with these uh, these items. I mean, obviously, sports enthusiasts, you know, we're not... We're not. We don't got a number on our back. We're not getting paid to play sports, but we get paid to, uh, you know, to, to to run restaurants, to own restaurants, and we get paid to, to work in the beer industry, which is what I do. Um, been uh, been at that a long time, nineteen years to be exact. And, sports and are the things that we watch to avoid having to think about the things that we do to get paid. <laughs> that's that's very accurate. Uh, Convoluted, of, but accurate. Well, yeah, in a roundabout way. You know, we we. Uh, <laughs> It's neither here nor there, Ben. <laughs> no, and you completely derailed my smart train. <laughs> my smart train is off the tracks. Uh, you need more funding for the smart train. I don't. Well, it's off the tracks because it's not ever going to work. Uh, so, yeah, when we're here, we started this this podcast. Uh, you know, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Please give us a couple more chances before you just turn us off. This has been the most fun I've had without you know, getting arrested in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. Uh, we still have to drive home, so let's not throw out the arrest thing. Well, somebody yet. has to drive home. <laughs> um, so, I mean, really, I mean, what better way to talk about sports and and talk about barbecue and food and just, you know, good, fun things that tie – they tie each other together. And then, you know, to top it off with, with talking about beer. I mean, those things, they really, really all work with each other, and that's kind of what the the vision of this, of this podcast on was. On Super Bowl weekend of all times. I mean, literally, on Super Bowl Sunday, you eat until you can't eat – anymore you drink until you shouldn't drink anymore and then drink some more (laughs) and then you watch football a game that you may that includes teams that you may or may not care about but the spectacle of it is what you want to be a part of and really the american sport in general that's it's all about being a part of the spectacle right right and so we want you to be a part of the spectacle here while we drink beer (laughs) and eat too much food probably exactly all right well let's uh I mean, let's get, let's get down to business. Take it away. All right. We are leading this into Super Bowl it. week. We are recording in the city. The chaos has begun. It is Thunderdome. Many men enter. No one knows how few will leave. Yeah, the traffic on the way in, you definitely can tell. The city is, is I mean, granted, it's raining and all that stuff, but, you know, the Embarcadero is starting to get shut down. The streets are getting blocked. It's, it's kind of a mess. Truth be told, I'm actually a little bit surprised by how uh, how little traffic there has been thus far but you can tell that everyone in the city is bracing themselves because they are driving like they all drive attack vehicles right it is bananas <laughs> well let's talk sports or uh, super bowl rather uh yes let's yeah i mean uh a lot of things to cover we uh you know today we're we're gonna hit uh 
obviously, uh, you know, there's some really cool bets that happen during the Super Bowl. I'm, uh, I have a little bit of a gambling problem. I love to bet on silly things. Uh, so luckily, there's a good list of some uh, some prop bets out there that we're going to go over. Uh, you know, we'll talk uh, talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, what else do you want to talk about? I think we should uh, talk about uh, you know what uh, what you're going to do. I mean, it has become really like the keystone American holiday, more oh, so than Fourth of July at this point. So, what's the best way to handle yourself? How to right. appropriately? Uh, take in all that the schmaltzy American splendor of Super Bowl Sunday has to offer. That kind of, uh, that to me sounds like tailgate. So we're going to talk a lot about tailgates too. It does sound uh, like tailgates. And then, right. you know, obviously, you know, with a show called Sports Meets Beer, it wouldn't be an episode unless we talked a lot about beer. And there's a lot of beer consumed during mm, Super Bowl. Beer. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the teams here. I, I, I have a hard time. I'm going to start this right now. I am an Oakland Raiders fan. I have been an Oakland Raiders fan since my early, early childhood. I have a hard time accepting the fact that the Broncos are in the Super Bowl again. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just want to state, lay that right now. So, although I'm saying that, I, I definitely there's some there's some good things they're doing in the NFL. Don't you think? Don't you think on some level though? I, you know, I'm a 49er fan, so you know, there's a part of me that rooted for Arizona to beat Carolina. We can get into that in a second, but there's a part of me that thinks, well, if the eventual Super Bowl champion comes out of your division, well, at least you have an excuse. I mean, the 49ers need as many excuses as they can get, <laughs> um, but you at least you have an excuse. Well, the Super Bowl champion played in our division. You know, we had a tough. Right, absolutely. You know, it makes it a little bit easier to stomach, right? Or, it, you know, just does. like if your team's in the playoffs and they lose to the eventual Super Bowl champion, you know, it makes it a little easier to stomach. Although some people would argue and say, no, it makes it harder because it makes you think that your team would have been the one yes. to make it. If it would have been won. your turn. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of different uh, views and perspectives on that. You know, uh, getting into the game, the matchup. I mean, you've got one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime, yeah, uh, in Peyton Manning, and you've got one of the hottest quarterbacks right now in Cam Newton. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is definitely a, a matchup, and in you know the Panthers are playing so hot. It is really a very interesting sort of. Uh... You know, you, we probably hear this analogy a lot in every sport, really, but it really can signify sort of the changing of the guard, right? right. I mean, you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at a pocket passer, immobile quarterback, one time had a decent arm, you know, but he makes all the reads. He's, you know, he creates the tempo of the offense um, He's by wise. himself. He's with, wise, yeah, with his arm, and then you're going up against sort of the younger, young gun. You know, get out of the pocket, roll out, big physical specimen. I mean, the guy is a tight end playing the quarterback position. Um, Absolutely. You know, and so you really are looking at two different styles. But the reality is, um, in just like in any year, championships are won in the trenches. And if you have watched the NFL at any point, watched any of these two teams during the season, but specifically here recently in the playoffs, if you've watched these two teams, you know that they are good at the point of attack. If you watched Denver just absolutely destroy the Patriots and Tom Brady right. in the AFC title game. Now, granted, Tom Brady is a stationary quarterback. He's not doing a lot of moving. His skill set is the ability to pick apart a defense quickly. Um, but Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. I, Deadspin, I mean, just gave him a hard day. Deadspin had a great headline that basically said they are whirling dervishes of death. You know, <laughs> because they just – the Patriots – now, granted, they were starting a lot of injured offensive linemen. There were a lot of things – going on there but the reality is i think they the numbers they put tom brady on the ground 23 times in that game absolutely the you most know, those, he's been the most he's been on the ground it, and those are nfl offensive linemen 
I mean, you know, you, they they embarrassed NFL men. Right. You know, and so there's a lot to be. But, you know, the flip side of that, Carolina's offensive line has been the best in the league. Right. They, they've run for over 100 yards in some crazy number of games in a row. Um, and if you watch them against... You watch them against Arizona. Even with no Tyrone Matthew, that secondary in Arizona has been very good. Um, and Cam Newton was able to pick them apart. No NFL secondary can cover NFL wide receivers for that long. No. And as a 49er fan who watched Ted Ginn for a couple of years, and those two goddamn skillets he's carrying around on the end of his arms. Oh, you know, all of a sudden he, he turns into, now, yeah, he just he's, got a hands of gold. Yeah, it is unbelievable. So I guess if you give him enough time, he can get open enough. I guess it matters. Right. right? Out of those out of those two games, I tell you right now, what, what really threw me off is... is, is uh, you know, Brady did not look like himself. I mean, maybe maybe it's because the balls were fully inflated. I don't know what it was, but he was making horrible throws. <laughs> well, it sure. I mean, we watched those games together. It really felt like he was underthrowing. And I think you know, when you get into the second or third quarter of those games, you know, and you've just been taking a beating for you know oh. for the first quarter and a half, you start to get off your back foot. You're off balance, and I can understand that. But even the first three or four of his throws felt like he was pushing them into the ground. And that you know, New England is always you know very tight-lipped about anything that's going on. I mean, Brady's been on the injury report every week since he started. But that's Yeah, exactly. So that's, there's no way to know if he was healthy thing. or not. Yeah, but it, it did seem like he was not in his normal rhythm. And so we have you have no choice, really, but to give credit to the Denver's defense. They rattled him. Yeah, he they, did not keep his composure. No. That was his audible, keep your composure! You can't have anybody freak <laughs> out out there! <laughs> uh, crazy. So, yeah, it's this is uh, this is has the making to be probably – the best defensive uh, Super Bowl ever. I mean, you've got essentially the one and two ranked defenses. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, we all saw what happened to Peyton Manning two years ago in the Super Bowl against Seattle. Right. You know, safety, interception. I mean, they were down quick. And if you've watched Carolina and through the playoffs, you know, they're up 21 points real fast. Out of the gate. I, you know, like I said, we can get into my feelings towards Carolina or Denver or any of these teams here in a minute, but – you know, all I want to see is great football. And when a team gets up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, and you're rooting for a a you know a prayer of a comeback, that's kind of a little disappointing, to be right. honest with you. You know, well, and that's that's really going to set the tone for the game, and and a lot of people will check out, and then that's you know that that obviously plays well for commercials because you start looking forward to the commercials. It's true. That's so, true. Yeah, I think um you know I I think you know the the biggest thing is uh you know Denver's secondary does not get enough credit. Uh, Akeem Tlaib is a good cover guy, um, and what's the other, the other guy's name is Charles Johnson, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he's got a, uh, I know he's got an injury problem uh, or an injured shoulder, but he showed that he can cover some of the quicker guys. Um, the ability, really, what it's going to come down to is, you know. Uh, Carolina has the ability to run the football, and if they can run the football at will, that's going to neutralize a lot of the pass rush that Denver's been able to put together. Right. I mean, that's ultimately what's going to get pass it. Rush. But Von Miller can run. I mean, those guys are good sideline to sideline. It's going to be whether or not that they can out physical the offensive line of Carolina. Um, you know, because I think, you know, out physical? Out physical them. Yeah. <laughs> that's a word. Oh, I, I know physical's a word. It's been a word for like. At least forty seconds now. Okay, I don't understand okay. why you got. I don't understand why you do it. You just asking, to, you know. So, um, I, I do think you know. In watching these games, you know, everyone's talking about how much fun Cam Newton is having. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch or if you caught it during the uh, divisional game when uh, against Seattle when his uh, mic or his headset went out in his. Uh, oh yeah! Oh his yeah! He comes running off the sideline. How am I supposed to keep my motherfucking cool? If I can't get my 
fucking headset to work, you can rattle that guy. Oh, yeah. They've they surrounded him with unbelievable talent in the trenches to keep him from having that happen. But how many times have we pointed out scenarios in games where it feels like it feels like he's finding a way he's finding a way to get himself in the end zone? Oh, that's I mean, I think that's his number one agenda. Now, There's, now there, it's to me it's 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 the Cam Newton team and it's everyone else's second fiddle to him. Now, this is gonna go back a couple years, but when the Niners played Carolina in the divisional game, uh, and the Niners went into Carolina and beat them. There was a pivotal moment right before the half where Carolina, it was fourth and goal from like the half yard line, and they had a chance to kick a field goal and make it close. But they, you know, riverboat Ron Rivera, that was his big thing that year. He yeah. let Cam Newton talk him into going for it on fourth down, and Cam Newton telegraphed what he was going to do. He didn't try and give it to the fullback, he didn't try and run a play action and roll out. He tried to go right up the middle, and the Fort Anners stopped him. And the thing about Cam Newton is he's always been the best athlete at any level in any sport that he's ever played in his life. Right. There will not be a better athlete on the field than him, even on Super Bowl Sunday. So you, what you have to do is you have to create a scenario, and he will start to second-guess himself. Because he can make the throws. He can outrun a lot of these guys. Absolutely. He can put his shoulder into the, into the mouth guard of a lot of these guys. But you have to make him second-guess himself so that your team speed and your ability to cover, if you're Denver, can start to take over. Because Ted Ginn is not winning a lot of matchups on the outside. No. You know, uh, you know uh, uh, I'm suddenly blanking on the running back's name there. Uh, Tolbert? Not Tolbert. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart is a good running back. He has the ability to run in between the tackles and make you miss a couple times, but he's not a guy that's going to get out. He's not a home run hitter. You know, I know he had the big run against Seattle, but that's because I think it was Cam Chancellor. They had all the trouble with the turf, and Cam Chancellor came into the gap, and it was going to be like a five-yard gain, and Cam Chancellor fell down because the turf was terrible. Um, You know, What I expect, I'll be honest, what I expect out of of Cam Newton is I think his ego – Especially going into, we know that obviously there's been you know interviews every day. He's in the spotlight. He's wearing a Superman shirt every other time I look on TV. His ego is going to get in the way. He's got a quick check. aside. Can he be done with the uh, beanie with the pom pom, please? Absolutely. I mean that's that the towel over his head. I mean there's a, a number of things that annoy me about him as a quarterback. It's like Count Dooku, from Star Wars with the towel <laughs> on his head. But he, you know, his ego is going to going to play a role in this. He needs to. Put that and check that at the door. And remember, this is a team sport. And I feel like all through the playoffs and into the season, this is about him. This is his. I mean, I grant it. A quarterback leads the team, but at the same time, you know, he he is all about his own goals. I, I that's the, my impression. It certainly feels that way. I think sometimes people can mistake charisma for ego at times, and he is an incredibly charismatic figure. Oh, there's, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But that. it just feels at times, you know, we've talked about this before, the over-the-top celebrations, the dancing, all that stuff, it does not bother us. And we've talked about this a hundred times. But the reality is, and we watch Chad Ochocinco do it, or we watch Steve Smith do it, or we watch Terrell Owens, or uh, we watched uh, Horn, the wide receiver from New Orleans, get the cell phone out from underneath the goalpost. Classic. We watch that stuff. It's premeditated, and it, there's it's humor for humor's sake in as much as it's showmanship's sake. Right. Some of this stuff where it's the dancing and everything else, it's premeditated, but it's a look at me premeditation. It just it feels too calculated. When guys are going out and they're dancing with the cheerleaders, it's funny. It's right. funny. You know, it's just I don't know. I think that's the thing that ultimately gets me. 
you know, uh, people are going to try and play the race card. People are going to try and play the, we've, you know, he even said, you know, nobody's seen my skill set. Nobody's seen, you know, the fact that I'm black and have this skill set, it makes people uncomfortable. That's probably true on some level, but I think the majority I, of America is not buying it. No, not anymore. And you know what? There, I, I, I give up on that a long time ago. I remember, you know, remember like Warren Moon, all these other guys. It, race had nothing to do with it. They're talented at what they do. I think you know, I think I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that I think America's gotten accustomed to having any kind of race in in, in the NFL. I just I'm tired of hearing that, you know. And I'm granted we're from Northern California. It's we're a pretty, pretty accepting place, right? Exactly. You know, in other parts of the, of the country, I'm sure it's different, but I just I, you know I, I just get tired of hearing that every time. And you know, here I am as a you know middle aged white guy saying it, but it's one of those things where I just feel like it's a non point anymore. It's a non point in my world. So I feel like it shouldn't be a point out there. It continues there. to be a point because people bring it up. But right. I think that's a heavier topic for a different show. I think yeah. the biggest thing is that that's, the, that's the podcast after us. They're waiting outside and they're glaring at us right now. Yeah, taking their content. Um, I think well, the biggest thing. To, I think the biggest thing to take away from this ultimately is that um, you know it's a game that's ultimately going to be won in the trenches. Who can rattle who? Because Peyton Manning can't make the throw down the field. He's, no. he's going to have to make one. That's all it's going to take. Exactly. Because they can run the ball. They can do these things. It's going to be one on the front seven on both sides of the ball. That's, I think, ultimately the, the thing you're going to have to consider. Right. So uh, with that being said, I kinda wanna, I'm really excited to hear these prop bets. I really, really, really want to talk about them because uh, I love making silly bets. Um, you know. So for those of you that don't know, so there's the usual bets with – and. Uh, they're the usual bets, in, uh, you know, as it pertains to the Super Bowl, the the winners, the over, the under, um, things like that. But one of the best things about the Super Bowl are the what they call the prop bets. And you can bet on anything from as silly as, you know, uh, will Beyonce fall off the stage or not or something along well, those lines. Well, ever since Janet Jackson, I believe there's always been a, uh, a wardrobe malfunction. I, yeah, I believe there is too, uh, although and, and, I, as I'm cycling through, this is according to ESPN. Um, I'm not seeing that one in particular, but I am, you know, there's a lot of things to kind of consider here. And I guess what ultimately happens is people need to have the need to fill. I'm not much of a gambler myself, but people have the need to fill their gambling card on any given football week. And with only one game, there aren't that many opportunities to do it. So we just make up goofy stuff (laughs) to make it. So I want to run through a couple of these things. I want to get your take. I think what we should do is uh, we'll go through, we'll kind of give our take, we'll make our picks. And then after the Super Bowl, we'll kind of compare, see where we were at. Right. And then, uh, and, and one of loser. us wants to pull our pants down and get a spanking, I think. No, 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 no. Loser buys the next round or whatever you want to throw. Or, know, or, or gets spanked. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it sounds like you have a – It got awkward in yeah, here. Some, yeah. All right, so first prop bet, according to ESPN. And this is uh, coming from the sports book at uh, Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Um, I shop there often. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you do. Okay, <laughs> so MVP of Super Bowl 50. You basically have your choice here. You know, your favorites are Cam Newton, Peyton Manning. Your quarterbacks are always going to be your favorites. At 5-7 to seven for Cam Newton and 7-2 to two for Peyton Manning. Uh, your top To round out the top 10, your Jonathan Stewart, Greg Olson, C.J. Anderson, uh, Demarius Thomas, Luke Keekley, Von Miller, Emmanuel Sanders, and Ted Ginn Jr., um, you have any you have any picks on who's going to be? And I, I think you don't are have you to... kidding me? It's Ma- Peyton Manning potentially his last year. There's no way. I don't care what happens. He is winning the MVP. So he goes he goes ten for thirty eight for 125 yards, two touchdowns. They win. He's still getting it. You think so? Absolutely. What are those four picks in addition to all that? I, I, you know what? I unless unless someone has a ridiculously awesome game, you know, Demarius Thomas runs and goes crazy and does something spectacular. Uh, there's no way they're not going to do it to him. So the NFL loves Peyton Manning. So yeah, does Papa do. John's. So does uh, insurance Papa companies. John's. I mean, he's he is like a, the Peyton most Peyton Manning MVP. There you go. 
I think I think you know. Can you tell me who the Super Bowl MVP was last year? No. How about the year before that? No. Okay, so I'm going other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going Peyton Manning, so I'm going other. So All Brad right. Brad says, Brad says other. Ben says Peyton. All right, so next one. Who is uh, going to be scoring the first touchdown uh, for the uh, Super Bowl in order from best odds to worst odds? We'll go top 10. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We are Jonathan Stewart, Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Ted Ginn, Corey Brown, Devin Funchess, Jericho Cotchery, Mike Tolbert, Ed Dixon, and Demarius Thomas. Now, what on that list, what sticks out to you the most? Cam Newton. No, there's not <laughs> one Denver Bronco in the first nine names there. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I, not to really. Me. I mean, what we just talked about though. Look at the last few games. They've 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 gone up so early. They that's this is scoring the first touchdown. Now he's gonna have the most. Who's gonna score the first? Yeah. No, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I just I know you just you watch Denver against you know in the first drive of that game against Denver they went down and scored. You know, I, I don't know. I just, it's crazy to me that it's crazy to me that uh, you know I'm going Cam Newton in that. You're going Cam yeah, Newton as well, right? You have to. That's a watch because if he gets inside the ten, he's calling he's calling the the bootleg. Oh, yeah, absolutely. without a doubt. Or if they go to the read option, he's pulling that ball in and running it. Right. That's all there is to it. Um, all right. So first team, we're both going Cam. Hopefully, he doesn't steal any laptops in between now and then. And oh. the, ooh, whammy! It's not too soon for that. No, it's that's not. Been a few it's years. A, in fact, that's probably a little outdated to be honest with you. Uh, Everyone's like, who owns a laptop anymore? Yeah. <laughs> uh, will there be a missed extra point kick? Yes. You're saying yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm going no. Just look at the. I'm not. I mean, this is not a time for me to argue, but I'm just saying, look at the season. It is. This, time, this is it my. Is, ra- it is a time for you to argue. That's literally what the show's about. Well, it, no, it's time for us to have an intellectual debate that's been out the window for a while. And drink beer. Uh, but I, you know, look at since they've moved it back. Look at all the misses. Look at all the game changes. It's been nuts. Well, you know, it's funny. When you look at the percentage, I think the percentage is not its not that dissimilar. I think it's only one or two points. But when you consider how many kicks that is, you know, over the course of an entire season, I mean, look at the difference it made in the, in the AFC title game. Right? The guy missed. I'm going with no. I'm going with no. But uh, that's just because I don't – I'm not sure that there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in this game anyway. Um, all right. So – Longest TD, are you going over 43 and a half yards or are you going under 43 and a half yards? Now, longest TD of anything, I think that's, you know, any kind of special teams or interception return or anything like that. Are you going over 43 yards or 43 and a half or under 43 and a half? Over. Over. Uh, I'm going under because I'm just not sure that either team is fast enough, so much faster than the other team that they'll be able to. To do that plus if we both go over I mean, it's yeah just, it's exactly it's, it's lame. you're just looking for a chance to spank me next <laughs> hold on i gotta write down the results here uh all right uh so here's another one so uh largest lead of the game by either team uh over 13 and a half or under 13 and a half over under uh this is a good one right here so uh, this is one of my favorites because I think it really is sort of a telling statement to where we are in the state of Peyton Manning's career. What will be the longest completion by Peyton Manning? <laughs> will it be over 34 and a half yards or under 34 and a half yards? I think it'll be over. It's like we said, it doesn't need to be, it's not going to be 10 of them. It just needs to be one. Yeah. Over. And if he does the thing where he kind of pretends to fall down and give himself up and nobody calls the penalty like they're supposed to and then he throws it to Emmanuel Sanders, you know, any, I guess anything is possible. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm going over on that one too. 
All right, if you're going, I'll go under. I'm not going to make this thing a wash like that. That's crazy. All right, under for me. All right, so then here's another one. Considering that the uh, Golden State Warriors will be playing, uh, uh, will be playing the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder the night before the Super Bowl, okay. uh, which my hope is that uh, pay, or at uh, Cameron Newton shows up at Oracle Arena to no watch way. his best friend Steph Curry play. No way, he won't because they're announcing the MVP that night, right. which he's very likely to win. Um, but here's a great one: uh, Who will have more? Steph Curry points or Panther points? Ooh, that's a good one. Now, keep in mind, Steph Curry's averaging 30 points a game right now. Right. Mm, I'm going Panthers. You think Panthers are going to have more than 30? I think Curry's going to be distracted because his best bro is in the game. I think it's going to be – he'll be distracted and – See, I, I'm going Steph Curry because I've watched them play Oklahoma City a few times here in the last couple of years, and there's nothing that he loves more than carving West, Russell Westbrook up. <laughs> so I'm going Curry on that one. All right. Uh, and then who will have more? Uh, <laughs> who will have more? Kevin Durant points. This is another one that's sad for Peyton Manning. This is the last one we'll do. Kevin Durant points or Peyton Manning completions? <laughs> Oh, that's bad. That is bad. I'm going Manning completions. I he's yeah. And I'm I'm doing that not because I think Peyton Manning's gonna have a better game than people think, but I think that Draymond Green's gonna do a better job matching up on him than yes. But I just you know this she's picking up poor Peyton. Good lord. All right, so there you have it. You can take those right to the sports book. Lead pipe, lock them in, and don't. (laughs) Call us for an apology when none yeah. of them hit. When your wife leaves you for the, putting the mortgage down on those bets, we're not <laughs> here to help you. Uh, all right, cool. I think we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to uh, talk about tailgate. There's a big party going on, and there's some uh, pretty interesting menu items. So let's talk about that when we come back. Can't wait. All right. Watch out now. All right, welcome back. Sports meets beer. Here we are. Just covered some of our sports topics. Uh, again, you know, we didn't say it in the intro, but hey, if you're listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We do. Um, Unless you don't like it, then we're not yeah. very appreciative. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, nothing uh, epitomizes football, American football, better. Like gluttony, <laughs> exactly. Schmaltzy American loud gluttony. Right. Which brings us to tailgating. Mm. There is uh, a lot of a lot of options. For uh, you know, bar patrons, home patrons, uh, and people going to the Super Bowl here in this beautiful city of of uh, San Francisco. Um, Santa Clara. Well, it's Santa Clara, but the the Super Bowl experience is San Francisco over. Clara, right? San Clara Cisco. <laughs> Can you be more clarifying? <laughs> 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 um, so let's talk. I mean, there's a big party going on. There's a lot of parties. I mean, a lot of Silicon Valley money up there. There's going to be some crazy stuff happening. But the the big NFL tailgate that's going on in that parking lot, because, you know, if you're first off, if you if you have a ticket to the Super Bowl and you're listening to this podcast, um, it might probably be by accident. But I just want to let you know right now, you, you can't tailgate there. That and also your if you have a ticket to the Super Bowl and you're listening to us, your million-dollar company is probably failing at the moment because you're not paying <laughs> yeah. enough attention to it. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's no tailgating allowed because there's a big party in place. So uh, Brad's going to read off some menu items. So the biggest thing, a lot of times what the Super Bowl does is they'll bring in sort of a local chef to kind of showcase what their, you know, area culture is about, what they has to offer, you know. Um, you know, every year there's a big chef that does it. And we here in Northern California have uh, – 
a few chefs, but one in particular, uh, Mr. Guy Fieri, speaks uh, loudly, uh, and I think he, in a lot of ways, represents um, everything that's awesome about the Super Bowl. Right. Um, you know, the, he's, he he does food that every man can relate to, or every person can relate to, really. Um, and one of the things that we that we do love about him is that uh, the language really creates this uh, vibe and this sort of mystique about the food. Uh, before you even get a chance to see it or eat it. Right. Um, and so when you look at this menu, it really sort of holds true to that. And then you look at the price point, and it <laughs> goddamn better hold true to that. Well, that, that's, you know, it's all relative. But the at Super the same Bowl. time, yeah, it's Super Bowl Super pricing. Bowl I mean, it's, Absolutely. You know, here's the thing. If you are if you have a ticket to the Super Bowl, you're not going to balk at the price of a tailgate. I don't care who's there, who's cooking it. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, you, you don't. You don't buy a ticket to the Super Bowl and then clip coupons to to go to the tailgate. You know, I'll just you I'm clip, gonna I'm gonna go pick up a, a sandwich you, at Safeway. You buy a ticket. You buy a ticket to the Super Bowl and then you try and miss as many mortgage payments as you can after to make up the difference. Right. All right. So I want to walk through. I want to walk through this uh, five star food menu, just line by line, and kind of give an idea for what he's doing here. And I want right. I want to get your reaction to some of these things. Sounds good. Uh, so the first thing that they lived here, it's the Super Steak Sandwich Station. It's uh, sl- pretty straightforward. Slow roasted California beef sliced thin, served with balsamic onions, pepper jack, horseradish cream on garlic butter, toasted sourdough torpedo rolls. There is not one piece of punctuation in that last sentence. That's a lot. That's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> no, that sounds like a normal sandwich. I mean, that's okay. All right. That sounds good. Uh, whole hog throwdown. Caja China cooked whole hogs done up right in two tasty styles. I have a question. Stop right there. Yes. What is cajachina? So cajachina is uh, it's a, a Cuban method of cooking whole pigs, and basically what it is, it's a big box, and you'll you'll uh, put the pig in like a rack, or um, it's really the only way I could describe it, and you'll lower it into this box, and then what you'll do is you'll load up all your coals on the top of the box, and just the heat of it will cook the pig inside of it. Essentially, means Chinese kitchen. So um, when you do that, how many times do you hear the phrase "What's in the box"? Uh, if you don't hear it at least a hundred, you need new friends. There we go. Um, all right. So we've or if that. your friends don't say "Vahachina," then you're <laughs> then you're really it's an entire different meal. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so yeah, so you, this particular whole hog is done up in two tasty styles, Kahlua pig, sour or sweet. Uh, it comes with slaw and sauce on soft Hawaiian rolls, which if you're going to do any kind of sliders, Hawaiian rolls really are the way to go. Well, it's, yeah. They're the best. Uh, with crunchy, crumbled chicharrones, which if they're doing it properly, those chicharrones are coming right off of the skin of the pork that they've roasted. Um, so you're going to get a good continuation of flavor there, and it Absolutely. creates a great texture. Um, good crunch. Low country jambalaya, Cajun chicken sausage. Uh, Gulf shrimp and smoked pulled chicken jambalaya with dirty rice, green onion, and a hot sauce bar. Okay. Um, that's a lot. I mean, you're you're really looking at this is like a just through the first three things here. This is a Vegas buffet. Right. You don't know where to go. You're gonna fill yourself if you go to one of these stations. I paid seven hundred dollars. I gotta taste all of it. If I don't fill up my plate with at every station, I'm not getting my money's worth. I'm gonna. It, well, is it? I mean, it, but just like you know, when you go to when you go to a buffet, it's it's the variety, right? There's, sure. So you could get anything you want. Are you? Are, is it that way? Is it designed that way so that you can jump around and not feel like you're you're not missing any continuity, right? So it's not a typical buffet in the line of, but just say, hey, there's, these are gonna be different. T- probably stations is my guess. Yeah. It's- so yeah, you're gonna walk around, and this is you're gonna have them over the entire parking lot. Of the stadium, and it's probably going to be packed. It's probably going to a lot of things. So you're going to eat. Well, yeah, that a, is one thing. Portions. It does. That is one thing. It does not say here like the size of the. Uh, it does not say the size of this sort of party, but you got to figure it's enormous. Oh, it's got. Well, yeah. If it's, I mean, this is kind of the 
the NFL sanctioned but don't tailgate. You, don't you feel like if you're going to spend seven hundred dollars, you're going to want to taste all of these things? Absolutely. So my, I but guess this my, is, I mean, you know, just like uh, just like any any party you go to, this is this is all about a marathon. This is not a sprint. <laughs> right, or this is you're going in for the day. You're not doing any running after eating some of this food, man. I can no. promise you that. If you do, yeah, you need to bring a change of pants. The point. I would is, also is, recommend bringing a defibrillator because you might need one of those to get into this <laughs> to get into the game. But the you know this whole thing is this is about you know you're probably going to get small plates. You're going to have a couple beers. You're going to have. I mean, it's sure it's the whole thing. You're, I mean, I think I think that uh, you go into this, and I think that yeah, this, those are these are all you're talking about. These are main entrees essentially. You're going to go in, but you you know you're, you're going to do it. You're- Before we go any further, with this I would just like to point out that there are eleven more things I need to discuss with you on this menu. I, I'm sorry, did you say eleven? I did. Okay, so wait, uh, is that so? It goes one louder. Eleven. That- this oh, one goes goodness. to eleven. Okay, keep going. Uh, so Low Country Jumble Library talking about Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese Bar. Okay. Uh, now I'm curious. The Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese Bar is there just the mac and cheese available at a bar, and then I could drink there as well, or is this like a bar of? Is it like a bar, like a bar of soap, like macaroni and cheese, or is this like a? You're reading it all wrong. Uh, I believe it's Mac Daddy. I think Too Short's going to be serving mac and cheese. Or is it the return of the Mac? Could be Craig Mac. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be a lot of things. That's maybe you kind of want to circle back and let's find out afterwards. Okay. I'm enough. leaning on Too Short. Uh, selection of California cheeses, roasted veggies. Whoa! I see macaroni and cheese bar, and then I hear roasted veggies. I'm a little upset. Why? Veggies and macaroni and cheese. I mean, honestly, vegetables are delicious. I get it. Macaroni and cheese is delicious, but they belong on the same plate. Well, you're not. Not everyone's good. Then look at me, look at my physique, and tell me that those two things belong on the same plate. Everyone. If at you this say macaroni and cheese doesn't belong on my plate anymore, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Everyone has to. Ha- you have to have a healthy option, so you can put on your plate and you feel good. You ate. I ate two carrots. I can therefore have another helping which of the is, steak sandwich, which is good because what else is available at the Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese Bar other than roasted veggies and a selection of California cheeses, but slow cooked chili, bacon, and other delicious toppings to make the perfect tailgate side dish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this one is the one that really catches my attention, not because I really want to try it, um, although I do, uh, and not because it repulses me, although it doesn't. But because I really have no idea what this means. What the hell is a live nacho bar? Do I have to kill the tortilla? <laughs> Sacrifice it's, it. And then, if you do that, you have to drink its blood. That's just, that's obviously. That's rules. Um, now, I've heard of and may or may not have participated in a live sushi bar at one point in which I we got you a. participated. Which we got a, um, a dancer. I believe a dancer um, to. Someone who's probably struggling through college and you know, extra money. Right. Uh, you know, has a lot of skill. Maybe the better, dancer you know. laid down, and then the sushi was laid out over the dancer, and you almost like a buffet table, like right. a very beautiful feminine buffet table. Okay. Um, I didn't eat the sushi, but it looked phenomenal. Uh, in any case, I don't know that I would want screaming hot cheese poured over tortilla chips on top of. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's in the tinfoil suit, and so that way it doesn't burn her. There's oh, like the great kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that, 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 I don't know. There needs to be kind of like an asterisk explaining what that is. Well, because this one has the shortest description and arguably well, how, needs how, the longest description. <laughs> yeah, but how are you going to describe na- It's nachos. Everyone's had nachos. Right. It's the live right. part that. I don't know. Maybe there's some g- ingredients you have to Do kill. I have to eat them on live TV? Like, oh, I, there's a lot the, of. Like the Costanza tennis match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of a napkin, buddy? 
<laughs> I don't know. Okay, next one. Let's All right. Uh, Bomax Killer Raw Bar. I had to look up to see who Bomac was, uh, but apparently uh, A-listers and TV chefs will be a part of this event, and Bo McMillan will also be there, so hence the Bomac. Cool. Uh, and the Killer Raw Bar has crab, lobster, peel and eat shrimp. Awesome. Although it's a raw bar and will also be serving chowder, which it meets the thing, but I don't know that you, chowder is really raw. Yeah, no, I, I hope chowder's not raw. Although I can tell you this, I don't think it's going to matter. No. You're paying $700 and you're going to a bar where there's going to be crab and lobster and shrimp and all kinds of that stuff. It's and too short. We forgot about, to, you, you keep we, forgetting too short. I do keep forgetting. Uh, yeah, I, that to me, and I, that's the, I don't care what the ticket price is, I'm staring clear of that station. I'm just not a seafood guy. I mean, that's just not me. Fair enough. So Fair enough. You can keep your peel and eat shrimp. I'll double down at the uh, mac and cheese bar with too cheesy. That's good. That's good. All right. And then uh, there is uh, the Flavortown finale. Okay. Uh, S'mores pie, which seems, okay. you know, seems pretty straightforward. Right. And delicious. The Mega Rice Krispie Treats. Now, is that just like a big Rice Krispie Treat? Are they using... Like Rice Krispie kernels that are enormous. I think it's going to be a massive, you know, probably something that goes through like a, you know, essentially a huge convection oven. Like you have to lay down, and then they have to drop it with like a crane. No, I think I think think it's going to be like a battleship-sized Rice Krispie tree that they cut into small pieces. That's what Mm. you say. That so by the time I get to it, it's probably a normal-sized Rice Krispie tree. Yeah, in your hand. Yeah, you're not going to lug around. You don't need a backpack. You're not going to have like a wheelie suitcase. I don't think a gurney or something. No. To, like walk this thing around. You are going to have a, a normal sized Rice Krispie treat off of an enormous sized Krispie treat. So that that makes sense? Okay. It does make sense. Does okay. it make sense? That's, I mean, that's my guess. I could be way off. Now, this is the one that really, I look at this list. I'm very, I'm very intrigued by a lot of it. This is the one right here that is worth every one of the $700 that you're going to spend for this. Donut bread pudding with brown butter, bacon, bourbon glaze. Holy hell, does that sound good? That's a lot of bees. Uh, well, that's that, and that's me. That's those. That's the gluttonous thing that people make fun of him for. But deep down, everyone says mm, that sounds awesome. I really want to try that. The reality is what is that American food at this point <laughs> is primarily based on a dare. Everything that we eat is I dare you to eat that crap. Right, and then you eat it. Now, I'm looking at this thing. And they, uh, it looks to me, as somebody who's done some menu development myself, that's something we sat down and go, what if we did this? Man, wouldn't it be crazy if we did this? Wouldn't it be crazy if we did this? Man, it'd be ridiculous if we did this, too. And then you go, <laughs> ah, screw it. Let's do it. Because that looks awesome. I wonder how many things he put together and was like, well, let's see if, what the NFL says. But as you know, with his 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 commercialism this, on TV, this, they're going to be like, I love it. He could have been like, I'm going to serve tacos inside of a Converse shoe from Steph Curry's closet, and they'll be like, that's amazing. Uh, Under Armour shoe, no, Steph sorry. Curry. Uh, we want to get him on the show at some point, man. I don't want to piss off his sponsors. Uh, By the time he comes on this show, he ain't going to have any sponsors. I will, say, I will say this, though. Uh, you know, the NFL has done a really great job of like making sure that kids stay active with the Play 60 right. campaign. If kids eat this food, it's going to be play 120. If they're going to want to keep kids from having any kind of type 2 diabetes, I can assure you that. But again, this is that one day. This Seven, is that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you think that that's all? That wasn't that 11? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, the past appetizers, before you get to that smorgasbord, uh, there are Super Bowl 50 meatball madness, uh, which okay. is apparently is turkey, beef, and pork meatballs. Now, I don't know if that means that there are turkey meatballs, beef meatballs, and pork, or there's a all of them are a mixture, or I'm gonna guess a mixture. There's no way you're gonna plate three separate meatballs for three different plates. It just seems silly. I don't want to be a dick, man, but for seven hundred dollars, you could plate all those meatballs for me. Oh, absolutely. I think it's just more about an efficiency thing. I mean, it's. I, I'm, for, you, 
I'm just telling you. That's my opinion. $700, you can be inefficient. Just get it right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that that's what they should do. I'm just asking. I don't think that that's... I think it's... Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a blend. That's just me. Go. Uh, so, I actually... <laughs> I actually apparently have been misreading this. So, there are turkey beef and pork meatballs, which are just the plain meatballs. There are also Mexican meatballs, which are either include or come with roasted red bell pepper, cotija cheese, and avocado. Uh, there are okay. old school, with a K... Uh, Italian style with marinara and Parmesan cheese. Okay. Uh, there a is a meatball the, for every palate. There is an American slide meatball slider with bacon. Uh, I don't know what SMC means. It's not St. Mary's College. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, That's that would explain the seven hundred dollars. Yeah, SMC. I, that must be that must be a guy's American Kitchen thing. That must be something that they use uh, yeah. in the lingo. I don't know. We'll we'll have to get back to you on that. Uh, donkey, which apparently is the sauce, and then lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle. And then uh, there is the falafel meatball with chickpea, in quotations, uh, and tahini sauce. Now, I'm a little concerned about what the chickpea, in quotations, means. Um, That always, you know, because it's clearly not chickpeas. Well, I mean, I... I, well, I, don't I know. know. What, I mean, do you, what do I want you to tell me? I don't know. I'm just looking at this, and I think it, there's it, a lot of the, questions to be asked. I guess the quotations uh, that doesn't make sense to me. At all. I guess for seven hundred dollars, some suspense is probably is probably part of the package, right? I mean, what you know? I, there's a lot of what the hell am I going to get here? It builds the anticipation. That's what I'm saying. The language makes you want to get in there faster than your feet can carry you. That's what I'm getting at. And so, you know, as you go through this menu, you think to yourself, I would like to be there. Uh, but most of the people listening do not have the seven hundred dollars, no, nor the wherewithal to get there. Um, so it means you're left to your own devices, right? Um, I will tell you this: SMC, super melty cheese, super, super mel- melty cheese. melty cheese. Is that like a French style of cheese, or that's just that's on his that's the ringer off his menu? I just looked it up. God, that is phenomenal work by I you. I love it. Thank you. Phenomenal work. All right. Well, uh, so, so after reading that menu, should you even bother? Having your own tailgate party? Well, I don't think you should bother trying to recreate those items. That That's... sounds like someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, in as far as you know, the extreme and gluttony department, um, but gluttonous food and dips and sandwiches and chips and everything else, is... chains and whips. <laughs> um, it's all part of it's all part of what Super Bowl is in in this you know what's really in the United States. Um, so, really, I guess that you know the tailgate experience at home. Um, I think they frown upon you bringing your own grill and tailgating and, and parking lots of bars and restaurants. You can try it, see how long it lasts. I don't recommend it. But when uh, you know when you do your tailgate at home, uh, you know trying to recreate that tailgate, trying to have you know the boys over, you, you know you're going to do the tailgate games and all that stuff. You know, you tell me. I mean, I historically speaking, uh, I have the best intentions at the start of the day. I wake up, I'm ready to roll. I think through my menu items. I'm going to do burgers. I'm going to do dogs. You know, maybe some chicken to do, you know, some shredded chicken on, on, on nachos or whatever. But at some point in the game, Mr. Alcohol gets a hold of me, and all of a sudden my burgers are burnt. My dogs are ruined. <laughs> I forget about the chicken. Or I pull the it off too early. The oil doesn't get hot enough and your frickles are soggy. Oh, you know, it's happened it's, on more than one It's a number occasion. of things. I, the biggest thing you want to keep in mind is – the biggest thing you want to keep in mind is prep as much as you can ahead of time and so that you keep it simple on game day. 
Because you're if you have if you're what's if, more simple than burgers and dogs? Well, here's the issue with burgers and dogs, man, is that you're gonna have to grill those. You got to pick the time that you want to eat. When's everybody showing up? Are they showing up? You know, kickoff for us here on the West Coast, you know, is around three thirty, three fifteen. Are you gonna eat at three fifteen, three thirty? Are you gonna eat at two o'clock? Because the last thing you want to be doing is grilling at or after kickoff time. Because right, the goal is that as you are shutting off the grill, it's cleaned up, and you are heading inside to start watching national anthem. Yeah. Exactly. Which who is who is performing the national anthem this year? Do we know? Uh, I believe it is going to be. Um, I'm, I'm sure Coldplay. I don't know. Are they doing halftime? They're Coldplay's doing, doing halftime. halftime. Yeah. Then I have no idea. It's Beyonce play at halftime. There we go. Uh, or Cold Beyonce. <laughs> uh, so the biggest thing, you know, if you're going to do burgers and dogs, there's nothing wrong with that. You just want to make sure that you time that out properly because you're going to be upset either because you missed the beginning part of the game because you had to cook somebody's. You know, burger well done because they're a jerk, or <laughs> kick them out of the house. Or you ask for a well well done burger, you can eat Fritos. Or all day. nobody wanted a well done burger and you sent them all out well done because you wanted to catch the beginning of the game and they sat on the grill for too long. Guilty, I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so and, and you said keep it simple. So what's more simple? Do I go to the store and I buy a frozen pack of burgers, or am I buying the ground meat and, and ground beef and making it the night before? Well, I think. You know, from or a, am from I doing a, qual- a blend of of beef, pork, and turkey with some falafel? Mixed or are in. you doing a beef, a pork, and a turkey burger, like a diff- three different styles? There. I would have them all mixed together. Yeah, Again, okay. it just translates. Okay, so fair enough. On the same page, you know. But I, nobody's spending seven hundred dollars to come to your house. That's the point. But on, in relative theory, they'd pay seventy dollars to come to my house. I throw a kick-ass party. You've been. At- you do. You do. My well, first- I can't take too much credit because you do all the food at it, and I usually just get drunk. Can you remember the year that we did the whole pig, and your wife got mad because we put the pig on the kitchen island right there? And she goes, where are you guys going to put that? And we were like, right here. And she goes, oh, on the table, all right. Where else would it go? <laughs> that was, uh, anyway. Your lovely wife is the best, but I just the look on her face was classic. Uh, yeah, so um, I tell you. Uh, the the tailgate. So, are you going to do your make your own patties, buy them at the store? I think the biggest thing, you know, oh, I guess it really. I, let me let me back up. Probably depends on how many people you're having at the house. Absolutely. So, if you're having 100 people, you're not going to hand make 100 patties. You're not going to do you no. know sliders. You're not. I mean, that sounds like. I mean, you could, but that's got to be that's your showcase item. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So keep it simple. You told me that. Keep it simple. Be prepared to hold food. Uh. You know. So like in I my said, like in my hands. Well, yeah, obviously. So you know, you have to at least have one. You can't be double fisting through the cooking process. You got to kind of have I one beer. Identified the problem with well done burgers. Okay, so um, you know, uh, keep it simple and prep as much ahead of time as you possibly can. So if you can do your seven layer dip on Saturday, do your seven layer dip on Saturday and reheat it for Sunday if you can. Knock things out in the morning. Get all of your lettuce, your tomato, your onion cut, sliced, ready to go ahead of time. Makes if sense. If we're talking specifically about. Um, you know, about burgers and dogs here. You know, get your buns together, get everything laid out ahead of time. You can hold all of that. Get your buns together. How'd yeah. you keep a straight face when you said that? Um, you know, and if you're going to go, if you're doing chicken wings, if you're doing any of those things, you know, most ovens these days come with like a warm and hold type setting. If right. you hold, if you set your oven to 160, you could be able to hold that stuff just fine. Crock pots are great um, for that kind of thing. But, you know, the easiest way if you're having everybody over at the house um, is to do a potluck, man. 
Everybody's got something that they make that's awesome. Right. Keeps your stress level relatively low. Um, and the pocketbook. Don't forget and that. And the pocketbook, which. Because yeah. then all of a sudden, you're, that's why you have to charge 700 bucks to get into my party because I just <laughs> farted all this food. <laughs> Cheap bastards. Yeah. And um, I, I think, you know, I think that's a big part. That's a, a great way to do it. And then, you know, you have the ability. Make sure that you get a list of what everybody's bringing so you don't have a bunch of re. You don't have a bunch of. Uh, Repeat items, and then also you can tell someone that seems like they might be bringing something better than what you're making. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, uh, we're going to take another break, stretch our legs, uh, fill up the pint glass, and uh, we're going to come back. We are going to talk about uh, uh, where to watch the games. Um, we just talked about doing stuff at home, but there's also a lot of great opportunities to watch them at some really fun bars. So we're going to talk about the pros and cons of that, and then we'll get into some, uh, some taste and some beers, what you should drink on game day. Be yes. back in a few minutes. All of the beers. <laughs> all of them? Yes, drink all the beers. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Sports meets beer. Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend. All right, uh, welcome back. We are here. We are going to talk about... Beer. This is the best part of the show, really. It really is. I love it because it kind of, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff, but beer is the most tangible thing that we can do out of the three segments. It's right here in front of us. It's cold and it's delicious. Well, and st- typically. Right. We're about well. to find out on some of these beers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sample you on the one that's been hot in my trunk for six months. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple things up here. We're, you know, we, we were in the earlier segment talking about Super Bowl parties at the house. Um, you know, we're going to talk about some pros and cons real quick about, uh, you know, watching at a bar versus your house, but also is the too- house really the best place to watch? I think that's a legitimate question. To right, ask. right, it is. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to hit up uh, just some uh, good beer knowledge to bring to a Super Bowl party. What you're going to, what are you going to bring to that gate to that party? So to wow and impress your friends, and exactly. to not pee your pants. <laughs> so pros and cons. I mean, I've, did you just I've, say bros and cons? No, because that sounds like yes. the most recent 49er game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I've I've had a party for the last, you know, a great party. I might. I have. mean, yeah. I mean, I've been partying for 28 years, and in uh, no way is that depressing. <laughs> what I had, you know, I've had three years of, of pretty fun Super Bowl parties. They've been a great time. Um, and uh, you know, despite me trying to sabotage them and get really super drunk, the point is. Is uh, you know when you when you have these things, and I work for a beer company, so naturally I am going to bring out the creme de la creme uh, of beer. I want to bring out a little bit something for everybody. I have a I have a huge variety. I don't think everyone's parties are the same way. But no, I can assure you that they are not. They do not come complete with a beer trailer. <laughs> yeah, with a beer trailer <laughs> that I got from someone else. It wasn't from my employer. No, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but but the uh, you know the difference if you're looking for variety, so then consider going to a bar. You know, especially if you're if you're in a major metro area, you know, you're in even the Super Bowl wasn't in San Francisco, Clara. Uh <laughs> it would if it wasn't there, you know, most people in major metro areas are gonna go out to a bar. They're not gonna have anything in their apartment. You you don't wanna hang out in that small apartment no. to watch the game. No, when I was when I was living out in New York City, we watched it at a place called Stouts. I mean that's that's the fun thing. So pros and cons. I mean, home, yeah, you I mean, okay, if you're talking about overall value, cheap, if you're gonna be cheap, go home. Have a party at the house. You know, if you're not if you're not hosting and you're not footing the bill for everything, 
it's, you're going to have a cheaper day. So if you want to save a couple bucks, you're probably going to go to a house party. If price isn't an object and you, or it is not as big of an object, uh, then you are going to go out. Now, I should offer this. If your team is not in the Super Bowl, this is specifically what we're talking about. If your team is in and you... I totally understand, respect, and encourage you to watch the game by yourself because you do not want to hear what the average ignorant football fan has to say about, you know. Can I tell you the, one of the worst times ever in my life of that exact situation? I'm in Las Vegas. I am watching the Raiders and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to tell you what establishment I was at. They've asked me not to repeat this story. <laughs> uh, the initials are OG. And there happens if let's just say if you were in a live sushi bar, there'd be a lot of sushi to eat at this place. Got it. Okay, clear. The guy in the back didn't he didn't hate he didn't hate the Raiders and he wasn't a Bucks fan. Or I should say he hated the Raiders and was not a Bucks fan. He just wanted to get in my ear. And after I had had it, I had enough. And that was of course much younger, much stronger. Um, I threw a table at him in this place. This so is the I, first time I've heard this story later. Gentlemen, this, I will now be p- recording future shows on the other thing, side of the studio. Where I, every misstep, every problem, this guy was in my ear the entire game. It made the day miserable. Awful. Awful. The visit by the Las Vegas Metro Police didn't help to tie the whole day up, but that was a horrible day. Yeah. For more reasons than just throwing a table at somebody, which was a dumb thing to do. But this guy, I mean, was at me the entire game. And people will do that. That's... That's people love to do that. They There's love a, to see. They love to rattle your cage. That's another guy, subject matter for another show altogether. Totally in the, my head. So if you don't want to have that happen, stay home. Yeah, the general state and of maybe, the NFL football. Maybe fan nail is. and secure all your tables down to the floor. <laughs> right, right. So this is really more for the. I'm watching the Super Bowl because I am a football fan or I am a Super Bowl fan, of which there are people who primarily like just that game. Right. Um, you know, if your team is in, you got to make the decision that's best for you. If you've been wearing the same shirts in the same spot, wearing the same underpants. You got to keep doing that. Don't ruin the mojo. Right. Don't. I'm, I'm all for a big party at the house, but then again, too, it's you know what? There's something to be said for going out, whooping it up, and then coming home to a nice clean house. Nice clean house. Because that afterwards, cleaning up that mess, even if you're not a clean person, someone's done something nasty in your house. Not the nasty. Someone's done something gross. It's just that is what it is. So it's true. If you don't want to, there clean a up- worse smell than the morning after just stale beer oh, and like God. you know potentially the- vomit and cigarette butts. Somebody and- peed off the side of the toilet and didn't clean it up. So there's like or, a- yeah, because you always have one of those friends. Normally yeah. I'm that friend, but sometimes I have friends like that too. So okay, so pros and cons. It ultimately det- determines if you want to watch the game, and then also, like I mentioned earlier, the commercials are a big part of this. Absolutely, they've. But also now, I just feel like the commercials are a non-point because. You can probably start. You'll be able to start watching them on YouTube. I think on Wednesday. Right. So I, I think that that's killed the idea of having you know what used to be such quiet. You know, you'd hear the game, people be cheering, and then all of a sudden the room would instantly turn quiet. Yeah. So you hear, hear the commercials. So that's kind of gone. But it, like I said, if you're looking for variety, and, and if you're going to drink a variety of beers, you know a lot of people love craft beer. We've, we've established that. If you want to try to drink a bunch of craft beer the day of the Super Bowl, mm, you're going to be a mess. You're going it's to be a, a marathon, mess. not a sprint. Correct. So, you know, to me, and as I'm <laughs> cracking a beer as we talk, um, there's a couple of things, you know, you got to consider. You got to, you know, you got to pace yourself first and foremost. You know, I don't recommend anybody going big the night before and trying to, you know, doing the old uppers, downers, and back and forth to try to balance yourself. But you got to drink a lot of water. You got to be hydrated because this, this game, you know, to go all day at that rate. The night before, you should really eat a lot of carbohydrates. 
it's like a it's like a, a marathon or a swim meet. Like a carbo load. Make sure that your body's capable of, you know, taking on all the all the toxins. The nitrates that you're gonna <laughs> yeah. ingest. Yeah. Um obviously you gotta have a good layer. But it's one of those things where you know, there's there's going to be a couple different perspectives. You're you're going to slam a bunch of uh, light beer, domestic light beer, and, and that, that's your thing. Then that's your thing. Then you know, hats off to you for acknowledging that, knowing who you are. The reality is this: is a, a man who is around food quite frequently and also around beer. There's going to be a lot of food. My recommendation is that, you know, while I do love Miller Light is my favorite of the light beers, the domestic lights. That is my favorite thing. I do. I've been known to enjoy a few. On a day like the Super Bowl, you don't want all the filler. The food on the buffet table, the food that's coming out typically at any event that you're at is, t- is the best part. Right. So do not fill up on all of the beer. Get your money's worth. Get a couple of craft beers in you. Pace yourself. Eat 38 wings <laughs> and the enormous cheese ball football cake or whatever <laughs> else or, you know, whatever else somebody is bringing, you know. Eat your weight in food and then have the beer be a part of it, I think. Right. Would be my suggestion. Well, and also too, if you're if you're driving to and from, clearly you need to have a clear head. Let's not make foolish decisions. But uh, you know the the to me, if you're going to drink all day and have that game go, and especially you know halftime takes forever. You know, forbid there be a, a an injury timeout, which is going to draw. I mean, and, and all the flags that go with well, the, it. Yeah, the game's enormous. The game's enormously long anyway. And right. also, you know, the other thing, too, if the game's not close, like we talked about earlier, if Carolina or if somebody gets out on a, you know, to a 21 nothing lead and it just stays like that, I mean, we commented a couple of years ago when Seattle got out against Denver, the party really didn't have the same vibe. Nope. It was a great party, but nobody was paying attention to commercials. It became a party. It just yeah, wasn't hanging it was out. A house it was party. a keg party at that yeah, point. Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't quite the same. And so people were drinking at a heavier rate. And so. God, I know. wish I could have two short at a mac and cheese bar at my house. Oh, That'd man. Be awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I so, <laughs> you know, the, and then it comes to the thing. So people are going to want to bring beer over to your place. Yes, I've seen let it. them. Well, obviously, because there's always leftovers. If that's the best part. 99% of the people are not going to take that beer home with them. That 1% that do, they're probably just a friend of one of your friends, and they're not going to come back. And Yeah, they're not welcome back, right? frankly. So, you, you know, you you always see a couple different people. You got the guy who's going to bring a six-pack, but he's going to drink an 18-pack. That guy. Yeah. Um, there's also the guy who's going to bring that 12-pack of, of something cheap, you know, you're in a PBR or whatever's on sale that day. There's going to be, and there's, there is, you know, just, you know, from a beer perspective, there are insane, insane deals going on right now for Super Bowl. Everyone is just dropping their pants to try to show a little bit of volume. That's neither here nor there. Um, the, uh, yeah, so so you're going to go to this party. Someone's going to bring a 12-pack of, of something cheap, and then they're going to drink. If you have good beer in the fridge, watch out. Or good whiskey. They're going to drink it out. Those guys you got to keep an eye on. Because they're out there, and you know who you are. They may not even drink the good whiskey. They might just drink the Fireball, the gasoline <laughs> that you put in your, you know, like the th- three one-liter bottles of Fireball you have at your own party and say you don't like it, but you really do, then. <laughs> you know what? I've drank Fireball. I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Right. All right. So, I mean, are you are you trying to impress people? It, okay, let me let me back up. If you're bringing a beer to impress people, you're probably going to bring a six-pack. Six packs, uh, the variety of six-packs out there on the shelf are crazy. You know, if you really want to bring something uh, unique and out of the box of ordinary, um, you know, go to a go to a bottle shop. You know, you're, you're probably going to pay a couple bucks more, uh, but your selection is going to be crazy. 
you know, the big box stores are good and they have good prices, but they're more geared towards they're geared towards volume and, and big multi packs. I think your strategy should really be tied into what are you going to be drinking while you are there. And if you're going to be drinking craft beer, then you should be replenishing the craft beer stock right. with something that you're bringing. Now, if you're going to really try and impress somebody with something that's off, you know, like something that's you know unusual or something that's really tough to get, um, you should bring that. But don't be the only guy that drinks that or the only girl that drinks that. If you're going to buy a 22 ounce bomber of something that you don't that isn't readily available most of the time, you should be prepared to share something. Yeah, like you that. mean yeah, use your manners like you were taught in kindergarten. Hey, does share. anybody does anybody want to taste this? You know, I, I there were only a couple at such and such shop, and then you you know everyone's getting a chance to taste two, three, and four ounce. You know, two, three, and four ounce. You know, samples of it. Yeah. Um, but you have to be. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is you have to be able to. You have to be prepared to replenish whatever it is you plan on drinking. I agree, hundred percent. Well, really, at that point, so so then you are. Let's say you're bringing some beer. You know, and maybe you're bringing both. Maybe you're buying a six pack of something. You know, crafty, and you're going to bring a twelve pack of something that's. You know, that's your slammer. That's your lawnmower beer. That's after halftime. Um, you know, so a couple beers you can recommend. Um, I think right out of the gate, you know, you're going to look for something new, something fresh, something that's that, you know, that you really can't find on a regular basis. Um, in front of us right now, uh, we've got uh, a seasonal product from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, um, who I've always been impressed by their seasonals. Their uh, seasonal really is the best part of their portfolio, I think. I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, over the years, the beers that I've, you know, really the beers that I've been drawn to and really, really want on a regular basis. Um, you know, Tumbler was a seasonal. You talk about yeah. Ruthless Rye, all these beers that that came from their program, and now that are you know, some are available in their variety packs, things like that. Which is always that's a good choice too. If you a twelve pack of variety to a party like that, it's perfect. It'll be on sale too. But in front of us right now is the uh, Sierra Nevada. It's it's called Beer Camp. So a little kind of a little disconnect with the name sometimes because people don't understand what Beer Camp is about. Beer Camp, to give you the quick Reader's Digest version, is, is you know they they had a big festival a while ago. Um, they did a lot of collaborative brews with a lot of different breweries, and they had this massive tour in a bus like a rock star from West Coast to the East Coast. It was unbelievable. I was fortunate enough to go to the the event at Chico. It was one of the biggest beer fests I've ever been to. It was awesome. Some of the beers that came out of that thing were amazing. Some of the collaboration beers were oh, amazing. It was nuts. Yeah. So this one right here is, I mean, this is their beer. It's This is not uh, you know, this is not a, a collaboration, but it came, you know, the idea came out of this beer camp series, which is also, they have a small pilot brewery within the brewery at Sierra Nevada. Um, and this came out, this is their tropical IPA. So the word tropical Obviously, you're going to think, you know, your your mango, your you know, your maybe some pineapple, things like that. You're definitely having some some citrus in there, and citrus is a very popular hop variety to use. Um, the the addition of that ingredient in the beer is very popular. So you're almost you're almost going to win when you have that in your beer. It's 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 hot. There's no denying that. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, we in the bar business, they always tell you that your drink menu should be geared toward the feminine guests because they're going to be the ones that order off the menu. And if you can get females by in your bar drinking your drinks, then you're going to be able to attract a you know more people on top of that. Right. Females more, feel safe around other females. And oh, right. then also the men want to be around where all the females are. I saw this on Discovery Channel once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same idea. Uh, and so, you know, it's interesting to me that um, while I would not qualify this beer as being feminine, but I think the sweeter, citrusy, brighter 
uh, beers um, and you're seeing more and more women getting uh, into the craft beer movement. Right. Um, I th- I don't think that those two things are unrelated. No, not at all. It's it's but it's also it's it's easier. It, this is keeping in mind, the, you know, the pendulum from these big double IPAs sure. has swung backwards, and people not only for the point of you know ultimately the brewers want to sell more product. You as a restaurateur want to sell more product. That's just one of those things. So we're making something that's lighter and easier to drink. You know, if someone's going to sit there and, and take 20 minutes to drink a pint of a double IPA that's got 99 IBUs, it's it's crazy. That doesn't make sense. I want you to buy two beers, not one. Right. Exactly. I want you to sell me 10 beers, not one. I'm gl- I'm happy to do that. All right. Happy to do so, that. So in front of us, this the, the tropical IPA from, from Sierra Nevada, um, you know, this is a uh, this is a 6.7% beer. So really not big in the grand scheme of IPAs. Um, we'll go through a couple quick things, and, and if you could, you know, take a minute, get ready to write this down, because when you go to your Super Bowl party, this is kind of, this is some people that don't know about beer, it's going to impress them. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm impressed just thinking about it. <laughs> so there, there's a, a quick acronym, you know, A-A-T-M-F, and that stands for- Or atom of- <laughs> Yes, if you say it quickly. Uh, appearance is the first thing. So when you pour into the glass, you want to you know get a good look at it, see what you you know the the color. You want to look at the you know the head in the beer. Uh, you want to look at a lot of different things. So this one in particular, you know, I look at it and uh, you know it's gold to bronze color. Yeah, bronze. Uh, very, 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 uh, what you'd expect out of an IPA. The uh, the cool thing is the you know, the head in the beer, in the beer is, is a kind of an off white. A lot of times you'll get a lot of bright white uh, in some of these beers. This one's off white, which doesn't necessarily uh, do anything other than your. It's the the eye appeal. So you're looking at this and you and you see. You know, it's it has a better balance. It's not so distinct between the two. It's not a clear line of off white and 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 dark. Maybe like a dark stout. These are blended together. It looks a little bit more uh, appeasing. Um, so after appearance comes aroma. So you get a good get a good whiff. And I'll tell Brad's doing this right now. Literally uh, sticking his nose in, and that's what you want to do. You really want. I'm going to put, put your... the microphone in. Hold on. <laughs> Did the, you get uh, that? The uh, yeah, we can't afford the smell of vision or, or smell of radio cast. <laughs> um, <laughs> not yet. No, yeah, that's at least episode seven. Um, so this one, you know, the aroma, you're gonna get that citrus. You're gonna get that, but you want to stick your nose, you know, really as close as you can to it and get a nice, 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 you know, whiff of what you what you've got there. Real connoisseurs, beer or wine or whiskey, for that matter, will tell you, you got to get in and smell three times. Mm-hmm. They playfully say, you get in, you say hi, you get in, you say hello. And you get in, you say, how are you? And you'll really right. only get, with each new sniff, you'll get something new. You'll you'll be able Correct. to get all of the complexity there. Right. So now that's your aroma, you go in there and, you, and you, your your eyes and your nose, you know, tell your mouth what it's going to expect. It, it You've already done that. When you get a, a, a that's why plating is so important in a restaurant. You eat with your eyes before you eat with your mouth. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We've now smelled this. You, you get a, I get a really big citrus nose. Okay. Well, obviously that's going to happen. I get way more mango. And a little bit of orange peel, like those are the, the two things you. Yeah, talk about there that. isn't a lot of sort of that like that bitter pithy or like fruit peel in right. it, like you get with a lot of the citra hop type stuff. I, I the mango or the tropical fruit. I mean, it's called tropical. I realize I'm like going out on a yeah, <laughs> a, we're not, li- yeah. a limb with that, but I, yeah, the mango I think is a great call with that. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know the taste. Um, to me, you know, you get this thing. You know, take a nice big taste, swirl it around your mouth. It really it, it's balanced. Um, and one of the new things I've learned. Um, you know, is really water chemistry is so critical at this point. 
water chemistry is not going to change change the flavor of the beer. It's going to change the overall mouthfeel, and that's that taste and mouthfeel go hand in hand. Um, you know, you taste it, you you get a, a you get exactly what you smell. You get that citra, but man, it sure leaves the palate quickly, and you're left with a very 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 dank, uh, very uh, little bit of malt flavor left on on your tongue. Um, and then that mouthfeel in there is is that it's really balanced. It's smooth. I think the the malt profile in this is great because right. of how sweet it could be in danger of being. Right. Right. And I don't find the malt to be particularly. It gives. I think it really gives way into a really nice dryness, which is what makes this such a drinkable, drinkable Absolutely. IPA. Absolutely. And I kind of jumped ahead, but the the uh, the F in that acronym uh, stands for finish, and that, like I said, it, it leaves your palate clean. Um, it's a really mild bitterness, right? Right, and it's yeah, not like you know. There's there's big hoppy beers that are going to stay on there for a while, and that's you know, especially with food, you know, here we are at Super Bowl. You're probably going to eat some some greasy food or, or oily food. Um, the last thing you want is to have your your palate kind of you a know big oily 8.0 IPA, to right. Just gum all that up because exactly. quite frankly, the 8.0 IPA is probably expensive too. So well, you're not going to get your money's worth out of that, right? You're you know. So yeah, this beer definitely good. You know, you're gonna impress because it's new, it's out there, it's it's limited release. So that's always critical. And uh, you this know, is so a great beer. I, great absolutely. Beer. I I you know me personally, I would love it if this was you know year round from them. But beggars can't be choosers. If you're listening, Sierra Nevada, yeah. that was not a subtle hint. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the beer that of choice. I mean, um, you know, first off, never. I don't think you should ever get mad at what anyone brings to your house for a party. So if there's someone's walking in with a 30-pack of... Unless uh, it's a gun. Well, I'm talking beer. This right. Is, this is the beer segment, not the gun and ammo segment. Not the Plexigo Burris. Oh. Too soon? Never. No, never too soon. It's been like it's 10, 10 years, man. Jeez. You get what you deserve. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you might as well light fireworks off in your hand. Oh, oh same team. Baby. Same team. All right. Well, um... Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think uh, we're gonna wrap this one up today. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening. Um, check us out. We do have a Facebook page, so uh, Facebook.com/backslash/sportsmeetsbeer. We are also, if you want to send us uh, some suggestions, some beers you we'd love to trade for, you can also reach us at sportsmeetsbeer at gmail dot com. Um, check it out, and then we're also. I think we're gonna do Instagram, do a new Periscope. We're gonna do a lot of things. Because there's, you know, it's I got time on my hands apparently. When I'm in the hot tub, I like to play a game called Up Periscope. <laughs> Very nice. I'll turn the bathroom. How'd you got the hell out of the I studio? came back quickly when you said beer trade. <laughs> nice, awesome. Again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Take care. We will catch you on the flip side. All right.